Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise nor yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill but time and chance happeneth to them all Matthew chapter 10 verse 22 and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake But here's the commission from the Lord God Almighty. But he that endureth to the end, the same, the same shall be saved. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. With the Lord's help today, I'll go down memory lane for myself today just for a few moments. But I want to preach to you from this title. Sell on. Somebody say that with me. Sell on. Sell on. You may be seated today. For many under the sound of my voice, you were probably raised like I was raised. I was raised in a non-television home. That was way before the hour of internet, computer, Lord, my daddy would have killed me if I thought about bringing an Atari in the house. There was no monitor. There was no screen. There was no screen time. There was no, uh, Daddy, let me have your phone after church and let me. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, We were the old-fashioned kind of family. When I say old-fashioned, our entertainment was the radio. Our entertainment was the cassette tape. Our entertainment was the 8-track. Anybody understand the link? Some of you don't. How many still remember playing records? Vinyls. Oh, vinyls are making a comeback in case you don't know. Might want to go buy your record player or get the one out out of the garage and get it back in the living room because now you can buy records. Matter of fact, Indiana Bible College just released their latest album on record. But I remember going, not only at my house, I remember having records of Merle Ewing. I remember having records of the Hensons. I remember the Happy Goodman. Uh, uh, My family had a record, the French family, though some of you know their music. But I remember, I still vividly remember going to 810 Church Street, Meridian, Mississippi. To my grandparents. And I would open their cabinet. And there were records in there that I didn't have at my house. I don't know where they came from. My my grandparents were not that of contemporary gospel music. But they had a 
they had a record in there, and the, and the artist was the Imperials. Anybody ever heard of the Imperials? You know, some of you know David and the Giants. Uh, the Imperials was one of those kind of, you might be questionable saved if you listen to that kind of music. You're questionable. Uh, if it didn't have the Henson's beat or it didn't have the Happy Goodman's or it didn't have Wendy Bagwell. See, some of y'all don't even know any of that. But you know, the more southern gospel it was, the more saved you were. So if it had the beat of rock, that ain't coming in this house. But my grandparents had a record. And it was by the Imperials. I was in study last night. It's just a matter of minutes till his ship comes to get us and we'll all get in it. Now I know that don't sound like much to you. But I'm going to tell you that'll get a shout in my feet right there when I, because it just takes me back to a place. And here I am. It's so weird. I'm, I'm, I'm studying and I'm reading and nothing, nothing's making sense. And I go back to 810 Church Street in Meridian, Mississippi. And the only words that would come to me was, just say alone. Just say alone. And then I remembered the diary of Christopher Columbus on his first voyage to America. It was written by Bartolome de la Casas. And I'll read some of this to you. It's the account of the journey of the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria from Spain to what he thought to be the Indies. It was the first entry in his journal that was made on the day of his departure. Friday, August the 3rd, 1492. We departed Friday, the third day of August on the year 1492 from the bar of Saltis of the eight, at the eighth hour. We went south with a strong sea breeze 60 miles, which is 50 leagues until sunset. Afterward to the southwest and south by west, which was the route for the Canaries. Saturday, August the 4th, they went southwest by south. Sunday, August the 5th, they went on their way between day and night more than 40 leagues. Monday, August the 6th, the rudder on the Pinta broke and the, man, the men began to quarrel and argue. Finally, they made between day and night 29 leagues. Tuesday, August the 7th, the rudder again jumped in its fastenings. But this day we traveled 25 leagues. Wednesday, August the 6th, we would have liked to have gone to Gran Canaria to leave the badly damaged Pinta because she leaked badly and had a damaged rudder. We were not able to reach it that day. Thursday, August the 9th, we reached Gran Canaria and fixed the ship and in spite of of adverse circumstances and repeated problems, they sailed on. 
On September the 7th, the diary states all of Friday and Saturday until the third hour of the night, we were in very light winds, not much happening. Saturday, September the 8th, at the third hour of the night on Saturday, it commenced to blow from the northeast. And he took his course and his route to the west. He took much water over the bow, which hindered his way. And he made that day and night only nine leagues. But on this day, we sailed on. Thursday, September the 13th, that day and night going on their course, which was west, they made 33 leagues. The currents were against them, but on this day, we sailed on. On Monday, September the 17th, he, ha- he sailed on his route west and made day and night somewhat more than 50 leagues. The current was helping them. Friday, September the 21st, that day was mostly calm and later some wind. They made between day and night no more than 13 leagues, some of it on course and some not. But this day, we sailed on. On Wednesday, September the 26th, they thought they saw land and spent an entire day sailing toward it only to discover that it was the sky. But this day, they sailed. The thing that intrigues me as I stand before you on this Sunday morning about the diary of Christopher Columbus is this. No matter what the day brought, at the end of practically every entry, almost every day that was recorded, it would be penned these words, and this day we sailed on. Some days not much happened. It was uneventful. Probably boring. It was mundane. But on this day, they sailed on. There were many days that were only a journal entry, as it may seem. But these words, and we sailed westward on course today. Some days the crew turned on each other and questioned the legitimacy of this missionary journey to this new unseen land. But at the end of every day, they would pin and something would be etched into history. And this day, we sailed on. Some days the sea was calm. Some days the sea was peaceful. But there was an internal fortitude that would rise up in Christopher and crew. And it would be this. On this day, we will sail on. Some days the storms arose. They took water on board. But something happened in the heart of those crew men. We must sail on something possessed Christopher Columbus a vision of what could be a sense of purpose whatever it was it drove him it drove him on in the face of adversity of boredom of difficulty of fighting among their own crew disappointments come what may but at the end of each day the journey yet ahead those men would hear their leaders say and it would be pinned in the journey or the journal or diary and this day We sailed on. It wasn't easy, but we sailed on. We suffered setbacks, but we sailed on. We didn't get where I wanted to get today, but I sailed on. We took on water unexpectedly, but we sailed on. We may have got a little off course, 
But we sailed on. And at the end of the day, we can say like them. And they could say emphatically to lead us further in our journey. This day, we sailed on. I wish that spirit would resurrect in the heart of every spirit-filled believer under the sound of my voice today. I know this story may seem elementary, but all oh, that God would resurrect in some of us today. You've got to sail on. I know what you're going through may have not have been planned. It may have not have been on the forecast. It may have not have hit the radar of life. But there's a time that you just got to say, you know what, today I just sailed on. Today I just got my feet on the ground. Today I just got out of bed. Today I put my clothes on. Today I went to work, but I sailed on. Today I made a living for my family. I just sailed on. Life happens to us all. The scripture said it happens to us all. I wish I could predict to you the way the stories of life would end, but I can't, but I do have a story from the word of God I believe is gonna help you today. For the story of Joseph. Joseph was the beloved son of Jacob. When I, I, Joseph and David, two of my favorite people in the word of God. Joseph, as you know, was sold into slavery. Joseph was lied upon. Joseph was thrown into prison. But greater than that, his death was fabricated. And his father believed that he was killed by a wild beast. But all the while, Joseph was alive in Egypt. And all the while, Joseph was just sailing on day by day by day with a dream that he had when he was a young boy. That one day those brothers would bow and worship. That one day that he would be the reason of their salvation. He would be the reason that the lineage, the life of Jesus would be made manifest because of what Joseph did. Joseph being the beloved son of Jacob who sacrificed to eventually save his family and his people from destruction. His father Jacob is a type of an unbelieving world who for years had heard the rumors that his son had died and then on the other side of the coin he had heard the rumors that his son was actually alive. But up to this point there was no proof. So Joseph equips his brothers when they come to him in the time of famine. I want you to send this back to your father and to your people. I'm going to send gifts gifts would be a visible manifestation I'm going to send you changes of raiment it would be a visible change of appearance but then I'm going to send you a wagon load of food which was for a hungry world that waited on the provisions back home it was in this saga and it was in this story that I find it interesting that when Joseph was giving his brothers instructions to go back to his father he did not feel, feel compelled to tell them, be careful with the riches that I've given you. Be careful with what I've entrusted. Make sure you don't get your clothes dirty. He did not tell them that. He did not tell them, make sure you don't waste that food. We worked hard for that while y'all was over there living. We, we were over here working, preparing for this day. He didn't tell them that. But the only thing he said to them in Genesis 45, 6, it will be on your screen 
Genesis 45 and 6. For these two years hath the famine been in the land. And yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And I think I gave you the wrong scripture so I'm going to go to it myself and I do apologize. But in Genesis chapter 45. Verse 26. I'm sorry, verse 24. And so he sent his brethren away and they departed. And he said unto them, See that you fall not out by the way. He wasn't interested in the gifts, the raiment, the food, the wagons. They would have all been useless in this journey and in the fulfillment of prophecy if the brethren would have got sidetracked and never made it back to Canaan. The gifts and the raiment and the food and the wagons could take care of themselves if his brothers just got them back to Joseph or back to Jacob. The most important part of this mission was that Joseph's brothers got to where they were supposed to without getting distracted. I'm sure in the journey they encountered sandstorms but they pressed on. I'm sure they encountered resistance but they pressed on. I'm sure they fought obstacles of weariness and tiresome, wanted to settle down. We've got enough here with us. We can make a fresh start. We don't have to go back to daddy. But something on the inside of those brothers said I cannot stay here. I've got to press my way forward. I cannot sail. I cannot just stay here. But I must sail on. I'm sure they would have looked at all they had had. All they had was a temptation. Why don't we just make an effort to why are we going back? And why are we making all this effort to go to Canaan? Canaan, we got everything we need right here. We've got silver, we've got gold, we've got clothing, we've got food. We've got enough to last us a long time. There's, there's a famine back at home. Why are we going back to daddy's house? Let's just settle here and let's enjoy the gifts of the king. But those men, they just pressed on. They kept going. Somehow they made it back to the father's house. And the Bible says in Genesis 45, 27, and 28, and they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. This story tells me it was a proof that Joseph's existence really happened. It was there for his father to enjoy. The gifts, the change of clothing, the wagons that revived a weary Jacob and brought him into the palace to live as royalty. But those gifts, those wagons that were transported by ordinary men who just determined no matter what happens, I will not fall 
out of the way. It doesn't matter what comes or goes. No matter what's against me, if I just make up my mind, I will sail on. I believe on this Sunday morning at 1147, what God is looking for more than anything is a commitment and a perseverance to rise up in this house that says, come what may, come what may. You may come, you may go, you may see me today, and it may seem like I'm down on the bottom, but what you don't understand, I'm sailing on. I've got my hand to the plow, and I'm not looking back. I feel it in this room right now. The instruction of this church from the Lord in this 2023 season of life is the same instructions that God gave those brothers from our text. I've given you gifts. I've given you a change of raiment. I've given you food. I've given you caravans to take back to a world that doesn't even believe I'm alive. They don't even believe I exist. But my only instructions to you is this. Make sure you don't fall out by the way. Make sure you don't get distracted. Make sure you don't get offended. Make sure you don't let something get in your spirit because you will incur, you will encounter persecution, but sell on. You will encounter problems, but sell on. You will encounter criticism by your own brothers and sisters, but sell on. Some days will be boring, but sell on. Some days you'll have perilous times and seasons, but sell on. Hear me, sanctuary. See that you fall not. Out by the way. Make sure you don't get distracted. Make sure you don't get discouraged to the point where you just want to throw in the towel and quit. Just sail on one more day. Just sail on one more day. Matthew 10, 22 said, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Have you ever entered your name into a drawing contest and read the words on the ticket? Must be present to win. It's the stipulation. It's the only stipulation. If you're going to win, you've got to be present. It's the stipulation for the crown of life as well. You can't be absent and win the crown. You've got to be present. Paul went to the chopping block not with a spotless record, not with the testimony of man who had never made a mistake, but his grateful refrain on the way to his graduation was this in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day but not to me only but unto all them also that love his appearing I've been beaten but I sailed on I've been persecuted but I sailed on I've been shipwrecked but I sailed on you may lay my head on the chopping block but it will never be said of me that I threw my towel in and I was defeated I may die today, but it will be said of me, I fought a good fight. I sailed on to live another day. I finished my course, but greater and most of all, I kept. I kept my faith. Some of you today, 
The enemy's tried to distract you, but don't you fall out by the way. Sail on. Demas have forsaken and loved this present world, but Paul said, I sailed on. Give me another. Give me an oar. I'm sailing on. At first, no, no man stood with me, but I sailed on. Temptation many times was to give up. But I finished the course. I did not fall out by the way. I sailed on. I'm preaching to somebody today. You're weary. The struggles of life are real. And the enemy would love to get you to fall out by the way. Job said it like this in 17 and 9. The righteous shall hold on to his way. And he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. God's looking for some righteous men and women who just hold their way. You just keep on doing what's right. You just keep on being faithful. You just keep on loving God. You just keep on being sincere. You just keep on being righteous. Our strength is gained by just holding the way. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand. Just hold on to what God's been doing. Just hang on to your miracle. Just hang on to keep praying. Just hang on to a promise that God gave you a long time ago. God's still looking for men and women who will just sail on through. When they look over your life, Brother Weaver, and they say, how'd you make it? I just kept sailing. I just sailed on. Sail on. When the waters get high, sail on. You just got to keep sailing. You just got to keep going. You cannot fall out by the way. Perilous times may come, but sail on. Tribulation may come, sail on. You may get overlooked, sail on. Others may not see your labor, but God does. Some days, the only entry in your spiritual journey is just this. I just sailed on. I just sailed on. I can't give you a miracle report. I didn't lay hands on nobody and they were healed. I didn't see my prayers answered. But I sailed on. I didn't see my son come into the ark of safety. But I just keep sailing. I didn't get the miracle I prayed for. But I kept sailing. I didn't get the promotion that I prayed for. I kept sailing. I didn't get the house that I prayed for. I just kept sailing. I didn't get the car I needed. I just kept sailing. I didn't get what I thought I needed. I just kept sailing. If you can get this in your spirit come Monday morning when all hell's breaking loose, there's something that'll rise on the inside of you. No, I didn't see any fall, fire fall from the sky. I didn't discover the new land that I set out to sail to achieve and to, to discover. I didn't hear shouts of praise from the onlookers. But I tell you one thing I did do today. I sailed on. I'm present. I'm here. An old analogy says it this and I quote, anyone can dance while the band's playing. But nobody wants to stay around and clean up afterward. It's easy to preach when the crowds are hooping and hollering and you're amen and you're on your feet. But a man or a woman of God is shapen in obscurity and silence. That's when you discover who you really are. 
God wants you to be faithful in the times of silence. God wants you to be faithful when you're hooked up to an IV and they're pouring chemotherapy in your body. God wants you to be faithful when you're standing at a cemetery and you don't understand why God didn't heal and he chose to take your loved one. You don't understand these things. You don't understand the process and the timing of God. But I can tell you what's in your power today. And it's the direct influence of your ability to pick yourself up and sail on another day. To pick yourself up and say, you know what? I will not die in this condition. It's been a bad day, but it's just a chapter in my story. It's been a bad month, but it's just a chapter in my life. I'm flipping the page, and I'm going to live to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I don't know how. I don't know when, but if I just keep sailing. If I keep sailing, Brother Spurs, I'm going to see the sun shine again. I'm going to see the sun shine again. I'm going to see the miracle. I'm going to see my son walk through those doors. I'm going to see my family saved and walking with God. See, some of you just, you need to start believing that. Some of you are, have we quit praying for our families? Have we quit praying for our babies? Have we got so comfortable in asking God and him not answering? Have we got so comfortable in saying, well, I prayed last week for him. But when's the last time did you open your mouth today? I'm going to be honest with you. I turned around and looked at that door with expectations and said, this could be the day. This could be the day. This could be the moment that he walks in. But if not, I'm going to keep sailing. If not, I'm going to keep declaring. If not, I know it's going to happen because I've prayed too many prayers. I've asked God too many times. I know there's a call of God on his life. Somebody shout, sail on. Come on, somebody say, sail on. Sell on. I don't want to be that guy. But some of you today, if you could only understand the power of just one more day sailing on. What if on August the 20th, Columbus would have listened to the bickering and the fighting of the crew? What if he had looked at the damage of the rudder and said, there's no use to even go any further? What if they would have abandoned the ship or even tried to go back to safe harbor? What would have happened? The day we know today quite possibly could have never happened. But because one man in a natural event sailed on. Because one man in the word of God by the name of Joseph sailed on. We're here today with living examples of what happens when one man, one woman just sails on. When one woman and one man bind together and they say, babe, I don't know what else to do. But I can tell you what an option is not going to be and that's throwing my towel. I'm not going to throw in the towel of defeat. 
I just feel like we need to sell on one more day. You just need to sell on one more day. Could this be the day you get your miracle? Could this be the day that God gives you that supernatural touch that you've prayed for? I know things are coming against you, sir. I know what the doctors may have said, but if you could just sail on one more day. I know and I hear your cry. Things are less than perfect in your life. But this day, sail on. I know that temptation is to give up and turn back. But on this day, would you sail on? Musicians, come. I'm done. I felt this so strong in my spirit last night and even right now. If we want to have a crown of life, if we want to inherit what God has prepared for us, Revelation 2 and 10 said, Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. You want to make heaven your home. And if John wrote about that city coming down from God, if John said there was a street of gold, if John said there was walls of jasper, if John saw that crystal river, if John saw what he saw and put it, and then the writer would say, even I have not seen, nor ear have heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man what he hath prepared for us. God says in the closing chapter, the closing book of the Bible, fear none of those things which are going to suffer. I don't know what's coming, but I'm giving you a word. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. And God gives us a promise, Brother, Brother Kuhorn. We are worrying about things. We're fearful of things. We're all guilty of it. We're so fearful to go here. We're fearful to go there. We're fearful of this. But let me tell you something in the Holy Ghost. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death. Well, we get real quiet. I don't want to die. I thought I got in the church. I thought I got the Holy Ghost. I thought everything was going to be just joyful and blissful and no troubles and no pain and no suffering. But John wrote, don't you fear what's coming upon you. When the devil casts some of you into prison, that's when you need to get your shout on. When the devil tries to throw you into that deep, dark dungeon, that's when you need to exercise. Oh, I've been told of this day. I ain't scared of this. 
I ain't scared of where I'm at. What I, uh-uh. No, 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 no. I've done sailed through too many things. I've done sailed through too many troubles. I've done made it through too much. They done boiled my body in hot oil. I lived to be put on an isle called Patmos. I lived to get in the spirit on the Lord's day in, John, in Revelation chapter 1. I've done lived too long to know that whatever they throw me into, whatever they do to me, it will not tarnish nor tame my faith in the resurrection that will happen to my mortal body. The devil may cast you in prison, but the Bible put a prophetic promise over you that you may be tried. That tribulation will come. But church, but church, say hello. Say hello. Be faithful unto death. And here's the prophetic promise. The day you take your last breath on this side is the day you wake up in the presence of God Almighty. And the prophetic word that's already been given, Sister Campbell, is this. The devil may throw you in prison. The devil may try you. The devil may cause death to come nigh thy body. But the devil cannot kill your faith. And the devil cannot kill your spirit. Because that very moment that you take your last breath. And that breath that's been faithful to the end. Jesus is standing. And he said, I watched you in your furnace of affliction. I watched you sail on when you didn't feel like it. I watched you weather the storms of life. I watched you in your spiritual prisons. But I've got something reserved for you. I've got something reserved for you. I would give thee a crown of life. You go through all that you go through. You weather all the storms that you may go through. And yes, none of us want to die, especially not today, I'm sure. But I can tell you one thing. If you do, and you have sailed forward, and you have sailed on, it may seem like a deep, dark dungeon, a prison that Satan has placed you in. You may be beaten. You may be persecuted. You may have things done to you too great to describe. But when you've said your last goodbyes and when you've taken your last breath, there's somebody waiting on the other side with a crown of life. It's a life that cannot be corrupted. It's a life that has no more pain. It has no more suffering. But the most beautiful thing of all, the crown that's given to you is not what's going to make heaven heaven. That crown is not going to be what makes heaven heaven. But as you stand to your feet, babe, what's going to make heaven heaven is when we've endured persecution and we sailed on when we didn't feel like sailing on. When we came to church when we didn't feel like coming to church. When we did things we didn't feel like doing but we did them anyway. But when we get to that other side
we stand before the maker, the creator of heaven and earth with our crown of life in our hands because we sailed on the crown of life that he puts on our head. That crown that quite possibly we feel we deserved. That crown that we feel like Maybe it should have been bigger. But when you get in His presence, the only thing you'll do is take it off and cast it at His feet and say, Worthy, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was, which is, and which is to come. Whatever you're facing today, don't fall out by the way. Whatever you're going through this morning, just sail on because you're going to live to see one day the crown of life you're given. The reward that you are given will be cast at the feet of the one who saved you, who died for you, who purchased you with his own blood. And truly you will understand. You will truly understand. It was worth every pain. It was worth every heartache. It was worth every disappointment. It was worth every betrayal. It was worth every lie. It was worth whatever the tribulation, the pain, whatever the suffering. Because you sailed on, it'll be worth it all. Because you picked it up. You picked yourself up in your most trying hour and you said today I'm sailing on I wish there'd be two or three four or five that would get out of your seat right now and you would rush to this front with an anticipation God's going to infuse you spiritually with a determination to sail on Maybe you're here today and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never been baptized in Jesus' name. But you'd say, Pastor, I'm ready to be baptized. I'm ready to sail on in my journey with God. I'm ready to go into a watery grave of baptism. I'm ready to know. I'm ready to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm ready to know my sins are washed away. I'm ready to know my sins are forgiven. I want all things new because I chose.